You're listening to the We Are Libertarians podcast network. Find all of our shows at wearelibertarians.com. This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble, with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. For those of you listeners who know my background a bit, you might remember the stories of my first few jobs after college. From being a mall cop to selling makeup door-to-door, I realized that I had skills that were being underutilized and that these minimum wage jobs couldn't support me or last forever. I spent years going through YouTube, reading books, listening to podcasts, and taking enough online courses to reinvent myself as a professional copywriter and digital marketer. Years later, thanks to my side hustles and drive, I've worked with national news outlets, multi-million dollar tech startups, nonprofits, and celebrities to build their brands and drive sales. None of this could have happened if I didn't develop in-demand skills. I had to do this alone, but you don't have to. You have Hustlers University 2.0. Hustlers University 2.0 is a community where you can learn real skills to earn money online today, starting with side hustles you can use to elevate your game. I'm not just an advocate for Hustlers University. I'm also a student. Every professor is verified to be making 10K to 500K monthly in their selected field. You get full resources, lesson plans, and an active community of thousands of other Hustlers University students working on skills such as stock analysis, cryptocurrencies, e-commerce, copywriting, which was my favorite course, one I actually went ahead and took last month. And as a copywriter of seven years... I even took a ton out of that, including some of the resources I was able to take over to my day job. You also learn freelancing, financial planning, affiliate marketing, business management, and so much more. If you're tired of depending on a boss who hates you to deliver your paycheck or have learned since the lockdowns that controlling the source of your income is vital to your individual freedom, sign up for Hustlers University 2.0 today using the link in the show notes. I'll see you there. Like to show your opinions, talking big like somebody's listening. Nobody's listening. It's so fun in games until it doesn't toss me out. I'll hit the ignition. Are you listening? Ramsey W. Martinez presents the Degenerate Panel.
been going? What? Has your day been going? Man, I've mainly been like working and, and eating. So I'm I'm starting my I'm starting my weight cut um, for the next for the next like thirty days. I'm trying to get down five pounds before the wedding. And uh, what I did right now was I finally just restocked all my vitamins and everything. And I also, you know, you know those avocado Thai lettuce wraps from Cheesecake Factory. Yeah. Well, my my diet has been shit. It's been like all carbs the last week because I haven't mm-hmm. had time to cook. So I went ahead and ordered two of those things. So I ate one of those for lunch and I had one of those for dinner just now. So it has all like, you know, the real oily fats and the roughage yeah. and everything. Because tomorrow at 545, I've got an hour of jujitsu in the morning. So I'm like, you know, I'm going to start the weekend nice. So after this, I'm going to go to sleep. Um, I've, I've got all the sugar all the drink all like the sodas the beers and stuff it's gone from my fridge so tomorrow starts like day one of the weight cut like I've, I've done this before and like when i'm trying to do this like after about a week and a half it, it sucks but i i feel better afterwards like the sugar cravings go away the caffeine cravings go away and um it feels pretty good so yeah i'm getting nice, ready man. I'm, I'm getting ready to be like super cranky the next couple of days dude i'm gonna so actually i can't do any um cardio because i fucked up my ankle it's all black and blue so i was playing a uh, basketball at lifetime and they had a tournament going on and it was a tie game i go up i get the layup and i make the basket but this guy just rolls all over my ankle and uh. then i wake up in the morning and it's all black and blue luckily it's better now but it's like okay i guess it's no time better like now than okay i'm gonna go to costco get some muscle milk get some more protein powder and i'm gonna try to put on six or eight pounds of muscle for the next what two weeks i'm in a i'm in a similar kind of situation we're we're recording so we'll just say the show started but like i'm wearing right now let's see how flexible i am Okay, Sean can see it, but I can't see it. I'm having to wear these orthopedic uh, pressure socks because I've been developing plantar's fasciitis. And um, like the past week has been like, like I, I, had, um, I had my physical last month. I haven't had an annual physical in a couple of years. And I was really worried about it because I'm like, I haven't like, I haven't had physical in so long and my health has been like all over the place. As, as Zed says, I've been like, you know, an anamorph when sometimes I'm like really rail thin, like I was like six years ago and I was getting really toned and I gained a bunch of weight. And, And so far the past year, I think this is the healthiest I've probably been since 2016. I could probably say that. But when I, when I got my physical, they, they told me what I had to work on and, and some of the stuff. And it was oh, overall, it was pretty fine. But the biggest thing that I've had to kind of confront is the fact that I'm getting older and I don't recover as easily like this type of shit. Like this happens to us as a teenager, especially you got injured all the time during lacrosse and football. You can pretty much yep. rebound. And even after your shoulder surgery like that, that took you out of commission for a while. But could you imagine if you got that same shoulder injury at 27? Dude, I, I'd probably take at least two or three months off of just not doing anything and sitting around. Yeah, I've, I've been, 
I, I've been kind of struggling because like ever since I started jujitsu and I've been kind of orienting my, my fitness towards that, like the injuries have just been kind of like racking up. Like I can now bend my, uh, my left ring finger because I fractured part of it around the joint uh, about two months ago. And before, and before that in October, I really threw out my back. Like it was really mm-hmm. bad, but right now, like I've kind of had to come to terms. So my, my Academy teaches judo once a week. And mm-hmm. I was like, Oh, this will be really cool because judo is really like, you know, it's, it's, it's all part of jujitsu, but judo is really the emphasis of how to get your opponent on the ground. Like how to, how they like toss them over and stuff like that. And, and, yeah. I, and I was really looking forward to that because I'm like, Oh, this is non-striking base. Like, you know, with all my injuries and stuff, like I wanted to stay away from boxing and that type of stuff. So I saw, so I thought judo was going to be fine, but judo fucking hurts. Like in, in jujitsu, you get injured, but like, you don't get injured that much. You could do jujitsu three, four days a week and you won't get like severely injured depending on how like serious you go. But with judo, I'm having guys that are bigger than me, like taller than me and more muscular than me, like pick me up like a sack of potatoes and just like slam me on the ground. So I, I had a, I had a, I had a slight uh, rotator cuff injury in uh late november from judo so i was like i'm gonna take some time off of judo because i don't want to get so injured i can't do jujitsu either so i went to my first judo class in like four months um last week and we have those crash mats where you can Mm -hmm. safely toss people and as this one guy tossed me he tossed me and i landed beside the mat so it was like landing on concrete and I just felt like dazed as hell. And I'm like, this is, this is really rough. And I thought I would be better too, because individually I'd been working with my coach one-on-one. We'd been doing um, jujitsu focused takedowns. So jujitsu focused takedowns are like more like poles, you know, like I could really pull a person down judo. The whole emphasis is like, get them off and toss them, get them off their feet as you take them down. Gravity really do it. But when I landed, I, I kind of just like laid there for a minute. I was like, Oh fuck in my neck and my shoulder. The two things I really worry about the most were just inflamed. So I did a few mm-hmm. more classes throughout the week, but I took the last four days off to kind of recover it. And next Saturday I'm uh, I'm going to one of my friend's uh, apartments because he has a, he has an ice bath on the roof of his apartment. So I'm going to go ahead and do a dunk in the ice bath. But I was, I was talking to Juliana. I'm like, you know, I think I, I need to do one of two things. One, I need to say either I'm not cut out for judo. Judo and me will not work out. Or mm-hmm. what I need to do is I need to do this weight cut and then focus on my, my back and shoulder muscles. So that way, one, when I try and lift people and stuff, it'll be better. Because you can only, they're always like, well, if you do the right technique, it's always better. As I figured out, you can only be so good at technique. You need the athleticism to really kind of add to it. So I'm at the point where it's like, listen, I could try and get really good at the technique. But if, I, if I'm if i going to get hurt physically, if I'm not going to handle it physically, it doesn't matter how good I know how to throw somebody. If I can't do it multiple times and if I'm getting really hurt after getting tossed once, not on the crash mat, like even on the yeah. crash mats, it hurts. But last week I was just like, Oh, like this really freaking hurts. So between that and the orthopedic socks and me trying to get, you know, like more regular in the bathroom, eating vegetables, it's like, this fucking sucks. I think the one thing for me, honestly, for me, it, for me as an athlete, like, athlete all around was the fact when I was on my parents' insurance, I could just go to physical therapy without worrying about co-pays or or I need a recommendation from a doctor. 
that was the best. Like if I had aches anywhere, anything really hurting, I could just go to Centerville therapy and just get it kinked out in two weeks. But now it's like, oh, I got to pay like a $35 copay uh, for the first one and then 20 rest on. It's like that racks up. up. Yeah. Like, are, are you, are you dealing with any like long-term injuries from having continued to do stuff? I'd say my left knee, it, it's a little bit, I would say the ACL joint is a little off and on, but it's like, once I get into a rhythm of doing things, I don't feel it. But then after it's like, it feels like a lump, a lump of metal is there and I got to lug it along. Is that the one where you injured your, your meniscus about a year ago? Yeah, that was that was the half tear. So they were like, "Hey, just let that thing heal." And I'm like, "Okay." Ah, I um, I stopped going to my my chiropractor about four months ago. He he was a good guy. Uh, he he really helped me, especially when I threw out my back in October. I had to go see him three days in a row. And, uh, it's, it's not that I've been avoiding him. It's just that I haven't had to go like a lot of, the a lot of like the movements, a lot of the mat work you kind of do to get more flexible and stuff like that. I'm just, I'm in a much better situation than when I was, when I was first starting out, because when I first started doing it, like last, last September, I, I wasn't active as is I hadn't done anything like that before. And, you know, it's mm-hmm. cardio and strength all at the same time. So I was really like, it was like getting hit by a truck all the time. But I remember like one of the things that pops in my head is like, even if I got injured, would I go back? And one of the things that I remember telling him because I got my neck cranked a little bit at the beginning of January, he was like, you know, you're going to have to deal with all these issues and you're not going to be like a professional fighter or anything. So like, why do you keep doing this? Can't you find another hobby or something? And like, he was making, he was making good points. Like he's like, you know, you got to deal with like, you know, hemorrhage nerves and possible sciatica. And we have a bunch of jujitsu guys that are dealing with like permanent muscle injury and stuff like that. And you already have a history of, you know, neck surgery and everything else. Like why keep doing this? And I'm like, cause it's fun and it, <laughs> and it's awesome. And I, yeah. and he was like, well, you know, think about it. Maybe when you come back, we could, you know, we could talk about it because he wasn't telling me outright, you need to stop but He was more like, you need to assess whether you want to keep doing it. And, um, you know, I, part of me is like, you know, I need somebody more inspiring. <laughs> <laughs> but but it was one of those things Ugh. where it was like i i get it but like but part of me is like if i had done this like six seven years ago mm-hmm. it probably would have been uh, a different story because like right after high school like my first yeah. couple years in the army i was like american ninja warrior i'm thinking god if i had started in my early 20s and i get really jealous of a lot of the really young guys who are like graduated from high school or are still in college who go to my gym like they're, mm-hmm. they're starting out at jujitsu and like within five, six years, they're going to be freaking killers. And, um, you know, I don't feel too bad either because like there are guys who are like in their fifties and sixties who are doing jujitsu and they were just starting out around the same time as me. So I want, I want to make it sound like, Oh, I started too late or something. I'm just thinking like, you know, the, the what if factor. And it's yeah. like, I would have been so killer if I had done that. All these judo throws and shit like that. I wouldn't have any problem with that. Exactly. Oh, it's a new thing because of my injury with my, my black foot to ankle injury. Reagan had said two months prior to the wedding, I can't do any, uh, physical act. Well, contact sports. I don't think, I don't think the listeners know Sean got engaged a month ago. 
we've known, but I don't think, I don't think listeners have known. No. I'll say congratulations again, but she, she's not letting you, she's not letting you do anything prior to the wedding and the wedding's next year. Yeah. Well, two months before the wedding. So two months before the wedding, I can't do like lacrosse, basketball, even soccer if I wanted to. You could still go work out though. Oh yeah. I, I, I would love to do that, but I would, why two months? Why two months? That's such a weird number. Why'd she pull that out? It started a month and I'm like, you know what month? I I will hate it, but you know what? I'm fine with it. And then her mom, her mom's like, you better go too because you don't know what he could come up with like two months before the wedding kind of thing for lacrosse or basketball. So I'm like, Oh, really? Is lacrosse season even going on or would it just be like, you're not allowed to do any sports? I, I mean, I play all, all year round for adult league and then basketball. It's pretty much, I have these like group of guys that I always play with, but then there's some tournaments at lifetime every once in a while. And that's what I was in. And luckily I, I told Reagan, I'm like, luckily I didn't play in the championship game. I, cause it really hurt. So you're just lucky. I, I'm in a, I'm in kind of a, a situation where I'm trying to determine like, so, so there's a, there's a jujitsu school right across from where we live back home. And they mm-hmm. let me come train a few times around Christmas and they're really cool. And I, I've thought about, because I'm going to be home for three weeks. Well, I'll be gone for, the middle week because I'll be on my honeymoon. But like, mm-hmm. I thought, you know, between all of that, because I'll be working remote and I'll be helping her move stuff. I'm like, you know, should I bring my, should I bring my athletic gear, my, my kimono and stuff, my gi to go train. And I'm like, you know, I, I think I'm uh, I, I think I'm just gonna like leave it alone because if I'm, if I'm going to class and I'm training like days before the wedding and something happens that I would, I would feel really guilty about that. And, um, you know, so right yeah. now what I'm doing is I'm cramming because of the wake cut and everything. I'm like, yeah, I'm going to layer all this together. So what I'm doing the wake cut for myself, so that eventually I could start to put on a, a degree of muscle later, but it's also like, if I'm going to go three weeks without doing jujitsu, that that's going to bug the crap out of me oh, because yeah. going two weeks, like when I caught COVID and I got the the flu and stuff like that. Like when I got back on the mats to go train and roll, like I was like puking. It's like I had taken months off and I'm just mm-hmm. like, I, I'm not able to complete a full round. And I'm just like, everyone is treating me like a test dummy. <laughs> yeah. And that's kind of what I'm afraid of. It's like, okay, you're going to ask me not to play bat. She was like, you can run and everything. I'm like, but where's the fun in that? I love hitting people. I love burning people like on the court or on the field. You're taking away one of my two passions. She's like, go on COD and shoot some people. You freaking nerd. Oh my gosh. I've okay. Th- this kind of loops into something that's kind of ironic. Uh, before we started, I got a call from Juliana and she uh, was like, she, she's called me five times today and I'm like each time it's she had her bachelorette party. Yeah. She, she had her bachelorette party, but she still called me, which I don't, I don't have a problem with. It was questions and just stuff like that. But like before the thing, like after the bachelorette party, she called me right before we were about to record. I'm just like, Oh, like what, what now? So she calls me and she's like, you know, a year ago today was when you and Sean tried the chicken roots challenge in downtown Annapolis. And for for those of you that have listened to that episode, which is back in the episode where we made Derek his his online dating profile, 
Mm -hmm. Sean and I have already told you what happened when we took the chicken roofs food challenge as seen on man versus food. Um, she took my parents there about uh, a couple weeks ago. They went to go visit her and her mom. So she took them to chicken roots. And I remember getting a text from my father where he was like, so which bathroom did you destroy? And I'm like, the only one, the only the bathroom one. there. But she, when she said, this is the anniversary of when you and Sean tried that, like got a little bit triggered and I paused for a minute and I told her, you know, I've never called you the B word our entire relationship, but I think <laughs> call you one now and she's like why i'm like because as you bring it up like my asshole is tightening <laughs> so i might as well ask this before we really really jump into today's topic would you ever do the chicken roofs food challenge again i feel like yes. it's it's been a year and i still have not recovered yes i would do it because i realized the fact that if we didn't eat the hour and a half before two hours. I mean, I feel like if we had like a five hour window and I didn't eat, I think I could have done it and then just had the meat sweats all night. I think I even think, because even though we had brunch that morning, I still think that if you and I had switched, we probably could have won it then because as, as Derek asked in the episode, he was like, RJ, like you're lactose intolerant. Why did you take the milkshake? I'm, I'm like, you know, that, that's, a, that's a good question. I think if we had switched, I think if we tried it again, I have no doubt that you would win the milkshake challenge. And mm-hmm. I think I could have probably finished the burger. I'm still kind of iffy on that, but I'm like, I think if we had switched that day, especially knowing that, um, you know, there, there, there are bastards out there that win that on a weekly basis, we probably could have won that one. But I don't think I have it in me try again either way. I want to do it again one more time, just like what you're saying, maybe do the milkshake. Cause I mean, I have a history of when it was in middle school, I was super lightweight. I would do about three milkshakes in a row. And then later on around like five or six, do two more. Do you think you could, so they had, so they had the middle, they had the middle challenge between the burger and the milkshake. Do you think you could have done the full milkshake and half a burger? At the same time. Oh, probably. Probably. Yeah. I, I would think if the burger's like what it's, it's 10 pounds. Uh, yeah, I think so. Yeah. Five pounds. And then that milkshake probably. <sighs> I don't know. I don't think I, I don't think I want to try, even if I knew I could win, it's like, is it, is it worth it? Because like, for for days, it's like I was just and, and I was working at the warehouse. I was working on a warehouse out of Dulles at the time before I, I moved to Milwaukee two weeks later. Um yeah. like I was I, I was a walking like, you know, it it's like it, it's like I was like a I was like a walking scud missile. Like the gas that Saddam used to yeah. like attack the Kurds and stuff like that. Like it yeah. was it was bad. And uh, I don't, I don't think I I'd want to do that. And I was talking to one of Juliana's brothers, I think it was her younger brother. And I think I may have mentioned that I want to maybe go back to chicken roofs when I'm back home in a couple of weeks, uh, you mm. know, like a few days before the wedding. But it's like, if I did that, like I, I have to order like regular food, I'm not doing the food challenge again. Yeah. I mean, if we're there or something like that and I haven't eaten, 
you know what? Throw me in there and I feel, I'll, I'll gladly I, I, I feel like we have to prepare like days prior. Like we have to, we have to do like a steady fasting. Yeah. And maybe some cardio that morning, get, get some fasted cardio in and then like really punish ourselves with that. Yeah. I think that'd be fun. I can, hmm. maybe it's worth a try. No, no, it's not worth a try. Speaking of worth, worth a, worth a try. Um, Zed came back from, from his, uh, from his trip to Chicago. He went on his honeymoon to Florida. Then he went to Chicago. We're all, we're all happy that, that Zed has been married. Well, he's been married mm-hmm. for a couple months now. Isn't it so weird that we're all getting married within like a year and a half? Dude, Zed came out of nowhere. Right. He just messaged us one night and he's like, I'm engaged now. And I'm like, do you know this person? That, that's a whole other funny story. Zed, if you're listening to this, you know, it's funny. But, uh, you know, like it's, it's almost, um, we're, we're getting married. What's funny for me is that we're getting married a month after I proposed a year ago and the day of the wedding is actually the, I didn't know this until like a few months ago, the day (laughs) of the wedding is the day after my parents' anniversary. Oh shit. Yeah. So that's really, that's really cool. I, I thought that was random, but like. Uh, you, you got engaged a couple months ago and your, your wedding's going to be next September. So it's all like within, within a year. Yeah. I mean, Reagan, even she was like, did you just do this? So then you could be on the level of everybody else. I'm like, I was already thinking about this before Zed even knew about his. <laughs> so don't even, it, that, it's not even that close. I think the pandemic threw everything off. Oh, dude! If pandemic didn't happen, I probably would have done it. Like at, at least at least a year early. Like I probably, you know, if the pandemic still still hadn't happened, because I had a conversation with my father about this. He's like, you know, if nothing with the lockdowns and your salary cuts ever happened, would you have stayed at the Washington Times? And I was like, I probably would have, because even if let's say I was still there and I got a couple promotions, I would still probably be making half the money I have now, and I would still be on a on a single income and stuff like that. But I can probably say that. Like, because I, I remember the plan at the time was to, uh, to move to Maryland and then Juliana and I were, were, were already talking about getting married in 2020 and just living in Maryland. And it actually would have been a better commute for me into DC, but like, I mean, it, it, it changed, uh, it changed a lot of stuff. It changed a lot of stuff. And I mean, I think with you getting married, even in a year from now, like, God, could you, like, look at everything that's happened since COVID. Could you only imagine what's going to happen a year from now? Like we're, we're like one bad thing away from like an alien invasion. So you might as well at least get the venue locked in. <laughs> yeah. And then once I get my raise Tuesday, I'm going to try to get a house. It's like it, the pandemic screwed that up too. Screwed up everything on that. I'm like, I was so ready to pull the trigger and then gone. Couldn't couldn't find a house, couldn't get a loan officer, anything. And then rates, the market went down. I mean, rates came back, what, two months later and were like 1%, I think. Historically low. Yeah. And now they're like, what, three, you'd be lucky to find a 3.9 somewhere, but 4.25, 4.7. It's weird because interest rates are going up, but inflation isn't slowing down. 
So it's like either way, it, it doesn't make sense because usually one has to tip so the other can happen. If we're going to increase inflation, if we're going to increase interest rates, we're going to decrease inflation and vice versa. Mm-hmm. But now it's just like, especially being in Northern Virginia, it um, it's it's so strange. And, and what I think is, um, I, what, what I think is crazy is that I uh, we 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 look back at the last couple of years and like things have changed so much. Things have changed from. 15, 14, 15 years ago, like mm-hmm. when, when all of us started like hanging out and stuff like that. And, and what I find is funny is like, I I've been, I've been getting like real, I won't say melancholy. I've been getting really nostalgic as I look forward to the wedding and I'm looking forward to everything. I'm so excited. It's going to be fun. But it's like, as I, as I look back at everything, I've been kind of just like looking at the area and it's like, especially since I'm finding so many people we went to high school with like on Facebook and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. It's almost like some people after high school, like it's like they got frozen in time. And I look at the past decade and I'm like, so much has changed. How can you appear to still be like doing the same shit you were doing then? Dude, some people just got frozen and it's like, uh, what do I do? How do I act? Uh, how much toilet paper do I need to stay inside? Like, it's like, I don't know. It, it Some people just need a freaking change and learn to it. I'll be honest. It was hard for me to adapt with the whole COVID thing. It was like, okay, frick, I got to wear a mask everywhere. Oh, if I sneeze, that person's bolting out of the store. Have you considered what it would be like to have been single during the pandemic? It would have been rough. <laughs> I, my hands would have been my best friends. Uh, there's always Jill. If you don't know what that joke means, Google it. But I mean, I, I've been I've been really thinking about that. It's like you know, if I were if I were a single person during the pandemic, I would have lost my freaking mind. I was, um, I got, I got drinks with a, with a female friend of mine the other day. And, uh, because I was just asking, like, I I need to meet up with her because of some career stuff and we were in the same part of town. So it's like, let's just go get, go get some drinks. So Mm -hmm. we, we were getting some drinks and I was asking her about her life and everything. And she's on, she's on apps that I've never heard of. Like I, I, in my mind, everything is just Tinder. Or if you're going to be like, you know, older people, you're going to be on like Match.com or eHarmony. But I mean, I'm hearing about stuff like Bumble. I think Bumble is where we set up um, set up Derek. Derek. And, and now she's on a thing called Hinge. And she's just like, you know, no guys want to date anymore. It's like everyone's so worried about money and everything else. And I'm just like, you know, post-pandemic, if I were single, I would be like right swiping everybody. But now it's just like, you know, and, and she's a, she, she's a successful, attractive woman. I'm like, if, if she's having a problem finding somebody, especially on these apps where everyone just wants to finally meet something, if she's having a problem now, you know, like a few years after lockdowns and everything, like, you know, I, I'm so glad I, I don't have to do that. People have been saying that the dating scene amongst our generation has been getting worse over the couple last couple of years. And I'm just thinking like, thank God I had it locked in. This will be, this will be seven years of Julian and I being together since, since college. And I'm just mm-hmm. looking at everything. Like I am so glad I didn't have to date. Like dating sucked. I was lucky to find Reagan when I did. And just honestly, it's been 
such a ride. And I can't imagine going through COVID, uh, my company being bought out, my man, my old manager being annoying as she was, uh, and other stuff. But as well as it's delaying my, my other work job that I'm waiting for. Thank you, COVID. But at least you're not single. At least I'm not single though. I feel bad for Derek. Uh, De- Derek, we, we got to do a follow-up episode of that because now that uh, as far as the degenerate panel is concerned, um, Zed is married. By the time I think this episode comes out, it's like a few weeks before the wedding. You'll be married mm-hmm. in a year and then it'll just be Derek. And then one of us is going to have to adopt him. But, <laughs> um, you know, it's, it, it's so, it, it's so wild because I kind of look at everything and as I was hearing her and she's older than me, um, you know, and I'm just like, you know, you've got to, you've got to worry about all of this stuff and you're still single and these guys aren't swiping you. It's like, it, I, 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 it, it must, it must really suck. And like the, the one thing that I'm really thankful for is like, I I'm at a point now where I've just kind of accepted, like, I don't understand women. And mm. I think when you admit you don't understand women, that's when you really understand women because <laughs> Like, as I kind of look at everything from the last decade, I'm just kind of like, you know, there, there are many, there are many people I see right now, ironically, who got, who I, who I went to college with, who got married or, or now get, who got married and eventually either ended up getting divorced or they started families really young. And like, some of them are doing really well. And then some of them like the divorced people, like they're, they, they just look, they just look freaking miserable. And I'm just like, you know, a lot of people tried to rush things and then you have the people. So, so you have the people that really want to rush a family, rush marriage. And Mm -hmm. those people kind of freak me out. And then you've got the people I mentioned earlier who it's like they graduated from high school and they still wanted to go around acting like, uh, you know, they could, they could behave the way they did when they were teenagers. Could you imagine giving your, your like teenage self advice on women? Like, do you feel, do you feel, you know, more or less about women now than you did when you were in high school? I feel like the obvious answer is yes, because I've really been thinking about it. It's like, you know, kind of, kind of, sort of, but I am, I don't really know. I don't think I guess. What's, what's one thing that you could probably say that you, you definitely had to learn over time. Don't treat women like items. Don't yeah. Don't act like you can go to the vending machine, meaning the university mall, and just pick and choose and be able to get it right there and then. When you're when you're in your late twenties to almost thirties, shit, you got to pick and choose wisely, and <laughs> just hope it doesn't bite you and make you sick. Give you something because that shit is real. That that shit is real. I, um, when, when we went to Vegas and folks, if you haven't listened to our Las Vegas episode from January, you've, you've got to go listen to that. That was so funny. But what was hilarious is that that was the first time in a while that 
you, me, and the guys have all been in a photo together. So as we're all mm-hmm. tagging each other, what was wild were the number of people, one friend requesting us. And I mean us, like Zed and I would pull out our phones and be like, did this person just friend request you? And he's like, yeah, um, she, she just did. And it's like, people just came out of the woodwork and, and a lot of people like reaching out. It's like, I don't want, I didn't like you back then. I certainly don't think you're a better person now too. Like, why do you want to see what's going on in my life? Go, go fuck off. What was wild was when, when one of your, one of your ex's friends requested us and we're going to bleep out names. We're going to bleep out all yeah. the names. But like when was, was, was your first girlfriend? Oh no. She was like my third, but she was like your first, like long-term one. And by long-term, I mean more for more than like a week. Yeah. Yeah. She, she's an example of somebody where it's like, you know, you, you kind of look at her now and everything and you're just kind of like, aren't you glad you dodged the bullet? Oh my God. I, went, I dodged the bullet on that. Just look at her freaking baby. Okay. So, that so thing. like it, she didn't become like a crackhead or anything, but like she, no. she was one of, she was one of the hot girls in high school Yeah, and she developed early. Let's put it that way. And uh, Sean bagged her. And you would have thought that with her, especially since she was an athlete and everything, she was just going to go on to like be, you know, be hot everywhere she went. You know, time is the fire of which we all burn, but some of us burn faster than others. And she, um, she does not look the same. I don't want to, I don't want to be mean. I don't want to trash her, but like, she does not like you, you dodged a freaking bullet with that. But, but now she's, but now she's married and I don't, I, I'm not this, I'm not the. You invited me to her freaking wedding. Awkward. Yeah. Like why, why would she invite you? Okay. So like one, let, let's even then, this is like, this is like the, this is like American pie of the wedding. One, you, you were the, you were the guy that turned her into a woman. Yes. You want to talk about how you broke up with her? <laughs> <laughs> so i this I is knew, this is why i was like i don't know why she invited you <laughs> i knew where i was going to school which was arizona so i'm like okay fine and then she clearly was like well i might go to nova or she was going to go to pa and either go to penn state or Pitt because she was from pennsylvania originally and i'm like okay we're going in two separate paths and everything and so I brought her down to Clifton, bought her some ice cream, and then I dropped the ball on her. I'm like, so I wanted to talk to you about something. Um, we're breaking up. She's like, why? Why are you doing this? We've been together for like almost a year. It's going to be almost a year and a month. I'm like, well, well, I, I, that was our second stint together. So it was like, well, we're going in two separate paths. Um, and I don't think I can do a long-term relationship because, okay, the other thing was I visited U of A before we graduated. (laughs) Oh my God. The girls were hot. I was like, oh my God. One of the top 10 hottest schools in the country. I think it's like in the top five. Best part, best pool parties, top five too. And that played into it as well as, long term i mean i wasn't gonna come home that much thanksgiving break was gonna be shit to come home and i i told her in the car uh, and she just 
we were driving. She's like, just stop. You know, and, and I hit the brakes, some lumina, and that thing, it's just went, okay, I'm sorry. It, it, it's just, I don't know how else to say it. She's like, like you no, bought her I'm ice walking. cream. You should have, you know, maybe she should have been like, well, obviously he's not being an asshole. He just bought me ice cream. Yeah, it's the best ice cream in Northern Virginia. Come on. Did she so, actually walk home? She walked home. Although she, this was like, we stopped probably a little bit past uh, Clifton Elementary, and she walked all the way home to where Zed. Zed that's like a that's lived. like a five mile walk. Oh, I I so me being the like a nice guy, I was like, you know what? Okay, I watched her walk home. I just I I put put it on the side of the road, just making sure and. A cop never came by to say I was like stalking this, this stalking this woman. Luckily, but yeah, that's how I broke up with her. Oh my gosh! And like, what was so 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 about the baby? Her and her and her husband finally started having kids. And like, I'm not one of those people that says like, "Oh, look, the baby looks just like the dad," or "The baby looks just like the mom." I don't know about you, but like, all babies to me look the same, except this child. If you Google yes. frog baby or half human, half frog baby, you'll, you'll see, you'll see this image. And I swear to God, their child looked just like that. And I'm just like, why are, why are its eyes on the side of its head? And I'm just like, you know, she, mm, she was like, at least in her prime, she was like a 10 from the neck down. No one ever looked at her face. She had a nice face on. I'll be honest. But like, it was, it was always like, you know, everything else is what's saving her. But when she really mm-hmm. let herself go and everything like one, I'm thinking, damn, if I ever feel really self-conscious about myself, all I have to do is think about what happened to her. And I feel totally better, <laughs> but it was like, you know, it, it's just so weird. But why, why did she, why did she invite you to her wedding? You two hadn't like spoken or anything. And it's like, why would you invite your first boyfriend to your wedding? I don't know. It, well, she invited the girl she cheated on me with. Angela. So, oh yeah, during your first stint when she was like, "I'm a lesbian now." <laughs> yeah, one of one of my cross country guys they ran past the trash or the trash bins, and they're like, "I don't know how to tell you this," and I, and because I was going towards Liberty, they're like, "I don't know how to tell you this." We saw your girlfriend. I'm like, "Oh, cool. Did you say hi?" Not really. Um, we saw her making out with a little Puerto Rican chick. I'm like, can you describe her? And I'm like, wait, (laughs) that's my ex with my girlfriend. Part of you was a little turned on. You're like, I'd like to see how this works out. But it was, it was so weird. Like she, she seems to be at least from like an outside perspective, she seems to have gotten her life together now. Yeah. It's it's so funny because now she's really like hardcore conservative, but like, um, you know, you, you look at things like that and it's just like this, this is so freaking weird. Like, um, shoot, there was, and I want to preface with, it's so weird how, how life works out because mm-hmm. there's, um, there was, okay. Which, which way do I go? Um, I was not, I was not like Sean in high school. 
I was a very overweight kid and I was a super nerd. And I was also like, you know, the students for Mitt Romney kids. So you can automatically tell, like, I was not uh, really, really doing well with women back then. But I, I remember like, there's always that stereotype of years from now, if you're a good guy, things will eventually work out for you. And I don't believe that. I kind of believe that. I just think, you know, you, you, everyone goes on a different journey in life. But what yeah. was funny was like, you know, you, you look at you look at the girls that you had a crush on and that you can't have. And you're just wondering, like, one day, maybe if I make more money, one day, maybe if I'm cooler, one day, maybe if I'm in better shape. What's so fucking funny is that I'm at a point in my life where I'm like gen- – genuinely happy i'm at poise i'm at a point where i'm like you know like i'm i like myself i like myself as a person and suddenly it's like weird shit starts coming out one of them is is this one chick i had a crush on in high school oh, i remember this this was so fucking weird i know she lived she lived in your neighborhood she never moved out after college because she went to college at at mason she she stayed home and she started working in the area so we're, this is like day zero of the pandemic. We're all mm-hmm. just sitting out in your front lawn. Like, you know, we're, we're all six feet apart, social distancing, literally everything. Um, and, and you, and you dropped this hammer on me. Oh yeah. Hey RJ, guess who I, I was walking the dog around the neighborhood and guess who I saw? Who? Ashley. What? Yeah, and she she was like just asking about you, not like question after question about like you have this like girlfriend and everything. Uh, you, you were working in DC at that time, and she she like found out about that through LinkedIn somehow. And she's like, "I really missed a bullet on that, bitch." <laughs> she she wanted nothing to do with me in high school. And what was kind of funny was like, she was one, she's really smart, really, really pretty, but she also was just kind of intimidating. So it was like, I'm never, and and she went out with these guys who, who used to like bully me and shit like that. So I'm like, that's never going to happen. Like admire from a distance, buddy, because that ain't ever happening. When you told me that I was immediately like, if you're lying to me, I'm going to beat the shit out of you. She still asks about you. Okay, keep 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 going, keep going. So so she says, I, I what 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 she say again? Uh, what currently or no? Or what what she say after that? She's like, I'm I'm I really missed it. I she she really missed the bullet on that one. She's like, wow, wait, he seems pretty sad because I think you and Juliana were like two or three, no, like four years in like, your relationship. It's like five, yeah, four or five years. Yeah, and I mentioned so like I'm that. definitely not looking like we're pretty much like you know we're we're already trying to figure out like when are we getting married at that point? It wasn't a matter of if it was a matter of when. Yeah. And she's like, man, I really missed the bullet on that. Like RJ really could have had a chance with a nice, sweet, genuine guy that had his shit together. Like, look what he's doing right now. Oh, you mean I? I could have had a really yeah, like her talking. Yeah. Yeah. And. She's like, well, uh, I, I don't want to. She was like, I don't want to ruin what he's got going. <laughs> it, it, but it's nice to hear that he's doing well. And she's single, and she was unemployed yeah. at the time too. It's like, yeah. that's what you get for dating douchebags. That's what you get.
I'm not saying like, I'm not saying like if, if we had started dating, anything could have happened. I'm, I don't want to say like, you know, there's this alternate reality where like me and her are a thing, but it's like, mm-hmm. you know, it would have been nice. It would have been nice to try. And it's one of those situations where it's like, ah, yeah, you know, maybe I don't think you meant like, you know, dodged a bullet more like, oh, I missed an opportunity. It's like, you know, you, you could have said something. You could have said something, lady, mm-hmm. like, come on. But like, she didn't stop. It's been going no. on for like a year and a half now. No, and she wasn't the kind of person it seemed like she would try. It's like, if you made the move, fine. But if she did, it's like, uh, yeah, she, she wouldn't have done be like that. a homewrecker. Yeah, I mean, she was like debating through those words. And in my head, I'm like, you can say it. Just say it. Well, you don't want to be a homewrecker. No, nah, I don't want to ruin what he's got going on right now. <laughs> she kept asking. I'm like, she kept freaking asking. I'm like, okay. And I, I'm like, yeah, I just had, I had a really bad breakup too. And then she diverted back to you. I was she like, didn't want to oh, talk about so you. This, this is the, uh, we're going to talk about him kind of thing. Okay. I know what you want. Oh my God. Like, um, she, she's, she's brought it up to you at the gym. She's always, she's always bringing something like it up. Was there anything more recently? Uh, there was the one time at Centerwood giant. She, I was going down the beer aisle just to see if there was a, Oh, they still had Yingling Hershey, which they still do the best. And yeah. And she's like, Oh my God, Sean, I didn't know we'd meet down this aisle. And one thing led to another. She's like, what does RJ drink? What the fuck? I'm like, well, he recently went through a, a stupid period where he was drinking a uh, tin cup whiskey. We don't and talk then, about tin cup whiskey. <laughs> <laughs> the worst and then whiskey. What was it? Uh, what, what was it? Turkey. Turkey uh, Hill. Turkey bourbon. Yeah. Wild turkey. Wild turkey. Wild turkey's still good. Ish, uh, no, wild, wild, tur- turkey. Wild, wild turkey is shit, but it's a guilty pleasure. Yeah, but I'm like, remember, we can't get that here. Uh, and then I try to mention, like, oh, I used to be able to get that in Arizona. She's like, huh, that's nice. So he likes turkey, wild turkey, and then hates tin cup whiskey. Sounds good. I'll talk to you later. She never got me a bottle, never sent me a bottle. She asked, she asked whether or not I was still getting married too, which was hilarious. She asked that a while ago because uh, I mentioned, I'm like, yeah, he's getting married and their, their date's still up in the air, but you know what? Really happy for him. And she's like, that's great. <laughs> like it, not even like a, a grin, just a straight, <laughs> that's great. It, it must've it, assuming assuming one it must have been hard for this to be off the market i mean i'm a pretty hot commodity but secondly it's like all her other friends are getting engaged or married and she's still single like i'm not saying that's like diss her or anything but it's also kind of like yeah well you know things things do work out for people i i like in any other situation i think anyone else would definitely be especially guys who have been like you know they'd be playing like the what if game like you know what if i had what if she had said something what if i had said something what if we were a thing um, I, I remember after my first breakup. Oh, I remember this. 
So, this was that was rough, man. This they, was so I th- there was this other girl. Um, we'll, we'll call her we'll call her Red because I genuinely don't even remember her real name. I'm not even gonna bleep this out. Her name was I Red. I don't, I don't 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 even say. I don't even want to know her real name. But like she um. I, I had a big crush on her and she was really, really hot. And like, she hung out with our group of friends. So it was like, you know, why yeah. is, why is she hanging out with us? But like, you know, she, she was either really nice or really flirty in high school. Like I could never really tell. Like sometimes I was like, is she flirting with me or not? But I, I had kind of a crush on her. I think it may have been like before Ash too, but like, yeah. um, I, I had just, uh, this is year one in the army, year one at uh, Marion Military Institute. I was going out with this girl who I, I, w- I really had feelings for. And she sent me a, G- a Dear John text as I was at my officer advance camp. So I, I don't have my phone for like a month and a half. And then I get my phone a few days later. And what really sucked was that you could write letters to people. And I had mm-hmm. written her like a bunch of letters and I didn't get a single letter back. So I'm thinking, oh, like something's wrong. So a few days before graduation, when we get our cell phones back, I'm texting her and I realize she has not sent me a single text. Everyone sent me texts. Sean sent me texts. My parents sent me text messages. Everyone was sending me text messages, but she hadn't sent me one. So I call her and she she immediately rejects the call and she starts texting me. Long story short, she was just like, this ain't going to work. I'm sorry. I don't want to hurt your feelings. I'm like, well, you chose the worst way to do it bitch i didn't call her a bitch i was just like okay and i cried the rest of the night yeah but immediately after that i was like you know what i got a lot going for me like i i'm i think i'm a pretty hot commodity now i finally had some real (laughs) visible biceps and shit so i'm just like you know what i'm gonna wear like the tightest black t-shirt and shit like i'm gonna look freaking awesome so we're we're going bowling one night this is when i got back and oh yeah red red is there yeah like four lanes down yeah and she was our waitress that night yeah dude i was hitting on her so hard and she was reciprocating so i'm just like and what's funnier was that one of our friends who no longer hangs out with our group also kind of had a thing for her and he was super pissed that she wouldn't talk to him and Mm -hmm. what was even better was that i got her number and we were going to go out the next day so i was just like you know what Maybe breaking up with what's her name was not the worst thing to happen. Well, this is why your memory of things aren't always as good as the, what the things actually are kiddos. Cause here's what ends up happening. She, um, I, I, I was only going to be in town for a few more days. So I really wanted to see her. And she was just like, well, you know, I got to work lunch through dinner, but how about you take me out to breakfast? So I took her out to breakfast. And what I realized is that the address she had given me, was like something was messed up with it. So she sent me like a few extra addresses. She's like, oh no, I, I, I missed a typo or oh, I switched this around. So I ended up, I ended up being like 30 minutes late. She didn't give me a fake address. There was just something up. Like she was saying the wrong address. So eventually I pick her up and we only have about like two, three hours. And uh, I take her to, um, to Texaco in, mm-hmm. in, you know, the, 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 the Clifton pub or whatever. And that was in the old Texaco. And yeah. And uh, we're having this really nice, um, you know, breakfast and everything. And then I'm just kind of like asking her, it's like, so how have things been since, you know, a year or two years ago in high school and everything? Dude, I didn't know that this chick had so many problems. <laughs> and I'm not, I don't want to sound like a misogynist. Like I'm talking like she's into witchcraft. 
Yeah. As she, she's, she's like, you know, in a, in a fight with her parents and she moved in with some random dude at the, at the bowling alley who she's not in a relationship with, but she kind of is, but she's not, which is weird because I thought we were very obviously on a date and, Mm. uh, you know, she, she's talking like all this stuff. And then she's like, Oh, by the way, like, you know, I also realized that I have, and next, you know, so she ordered scrambled eggs. As soon, like two minutes after they put the food out in front of us and she hasn't eaten anything, right before she finishes that sentence, she face plants her food. <laughs> and, oh, I remember this, yeah. And, and like her left arm starts twitching. And I'm just staring at her and I'm just like, what the hell is going on? And I'm looking around, one of the waiters comes over and he's just like, do we need to call 911? I'm like, I think we need to call 911. And next thing she gets up, like nothing happens. She's like, oh, I'm sorry, I... I get, I get random seizures. This is like something out of Deuce Bigelow. Like, this is like, you know, you've got this really hot chick, but shit's going on inside her head and you just don't know what's happening. So she says that. And I'm like, does that happen often? She's like, Oh, you know, like once, twice, three times a day. And she's wiping the egg off her face. I'm just like, what the fuck? And in the back of my mind, I'm thinking, thank God she's pretty. The long story short, we get back to my car and I'm like, you know what? It's now or never, man. I, I put the moves on and we start making mm-hmm. it. And it's really hot and heavy. But the problem is, is that like 10 seconds in, as we're, um, as, we're, as we're getting close to each other, you know, swapping saliva, I, I wanted to die. Yeah. Oh, because yeah, because of her uh, smoking. She smoked two packs a day. And yeah. apparently she had been smoking two packs a day for a year. So it's like I'm I'm living like you know a Greek tragedy. It's like she's really, really like dangerously pretty, but she tastes like cancer. So she's like you know trying to trying try to get towards me, and I'm like you know coughing to my side, like trying to breathe. And she's like, you don't want to kiss me, and I'm like, oh, go in for it. And it's just, it was it was freaking terrible, freaking terrible. So then she's like, I gotta get to work. So I I go ahead and drop her back off at the bowling alley. And, uh, she's like, do you want to see each other again? And I'm like, Oh, like, Oh, all right. Like, oh, yeah, sure. A year later, she ends up, um, having, having a kid. What was also screwed up was I didn't realize that was that she was actually engaged to a friend of ours from high school. And that like, mm-hmm. a, a month prior to that, they had broken up. So then I find that out and I'm like, Oh, now I feel, now I feel really skeevy because I like this dude. I want him to think that as soon as that happened, I jumped in there. But like that was one of those moments where it's like, you know what? Sometimes it's good not to end up with the people that you think you want to end up with. Yeah. And the I witchcraft think thing goes. should have been like a red flag. That that was kind of like, you know, oh wait, you're into witchcraft, and then everything kind of descended from there. Yeah, and I kind of go with the topic of the night. Glad there's one person, the big one, you know, who the girl that shall not be named. Good thing I didn't end up with that. Voldemort. Voldemort. Sean dated this girl for like four years. In four and a half years. Four and a half years, starting like junior, senior year of college. No, fre- freshman year of college. Freshman year of college? Yeah. Oh, Yep. Man. Yep, so I spent all of college. Well, it, so how it happened... Met up with Voldemort, so became a freshman and everything, little cross team. The guys are like, you know what? Because I told them about so-and-so, oh, I broke up with her. They're like, don't worry about her. 
You'll find someone else. Ho over there, ho over here. Sean, Sean at one point was like, because I was going to go transfer to University of Arizona. He was like, dude, I got so many hoes for you. And I'm just like, <laughs> I'm, I'm an evangelical Christian now. I go onward to Liberty <laughs> I go to Liberty University now. <laughs> I have a higher calling now. The hoes must wait. <laughs> I, I remember when you told me that because I had, I had shown this one chick your whole Facebook pictures and everything. And then the one video of you doing like this uh, course at Marion. And I'm like, cool army she's shit. Like, oh my Always God, got girls. She's like, I can't wait for this, for your friend to come. <laughs> and I, I was like, you know what? I can't text Heather. I can't text her. No, I'm going to go across campus to her dorm and show her the text that you sent me. And then the video, the meme that you sent me saying, Sean, uh, this is when you find out that I'm no longer coming to the University of Arizona, Sean. And I'm like, <laughs> was like she, was genuinely, she was genuinely like, oh my God, I was, I was saving myself. <laughs> I had so many chances last week during the initiation night for Delta, Delta, Delta. <laughs> and I'm like, I just found this out. You see the timestamp and she's like, that asshole. <laughs> I'm like, it's not an asshole, but okay. <laughs> Good luck finding more dick. Bye. Close the door. I don't think she had a hard time after that. <laughs> no, I mean, she was in Delta Delta. I mean, there's a reason why they call it dick, dick, dick. <laughs> But yeah, and then after that, met up with the Asian chick. That was weird. Her whole thing. Yeah, I, I viewers. That's that was the time I was a homewrecker, and I and I truly. And Sean's I, defense, I, he didn't know he was the homewrecker. Yes, yes, but you know what? It was an experience. I learned from it, and I'm glad I had it. Well, she was she was a dumb hoe. Like Voldemort, yeah. like Voldemort. Just imagine like somebody like, oh my God, I have a comparison, Sean. Voldemort is like Jada Pinkett Smith. I need to see a picture. I want to. Will Smith's wife with the bald head. Oh, who, yes. Who cheated on him a bunch of times and like would, would emasculate him and stuff like that. Voldemort was just like her. Yeah. Exactly. You think we should, I, go and, I, we, should we save Will Smith? Should we save? Smith? No, like you know, he, you know, in those intervention shows where it's like somebody like rushes a guy's house and they drag him off to rehab, and they're like, "This is for your own good." We should do that with Will Smith. I mean, he look how old he is and where he is now. I is is there he's even too, a point? You think he's too far gone? That's what I'm saying. I think he's too far gone. He beat that and, midget black comedian, Chris. Rock. At least. <laughs> <laughs> Nick Cage has a better chance of getting out than Will Smith at this Nick point. Nick Cage is not in a bad situation unless you count alcoholism. But uh but with Asian chick like you you meet with her, you were having class with her, you end up hooking up with her and then she starts like crying afterwards and it's like, well, okay, so so she starts like freaking out and crying. What's your first thought? You just do the deed and next you know this chick's crying. Okay, first many things I'm like, oh my god. She's not on the pill. Uh, maybe she saw that the condom broke. I didn't see that it broke. Uh, 
she was saving herself. I don't know. And she's like, it was bad. I have a, <laughs> I have a, it was good. It was awesome because it was two hours. So I kid you not because my roommate was like, can I come in there? And I'm like, fuck no, off. I'm <laughs> I, I, I quickly like grab her and bring her to the door with me. And I'm like, no, I'm coming. Now. <laughs> so it was good. But then she it, like, yeah, she's crying and we're supposed to go get breakfast burritos at Manhattan. And she's like, I have a boyfriend. I'm like, what? You just remember that now, ho? You t- it, what? From I was my father raised me never to be a home wrecker, and then, <laughs> so it wasn't my fault. It wasn't my fault. But you know what? I was like, I, I was a nice guy. I was like, I am so sorry. You have nothing to be know. sorry about. I, I was trying to make her feel better, and I'm like is there anything I can do? And she's like, no, I just need to call him right now. I'm like, right now you can call him tomorrow. And she's like, no. So as we're walking to Manhattan, she's like talking to the guy and he's like a baseball player for Oklahoma state. And I'm like, I don't give two shits. If this guy wants to come, not even really a state. Exactly. (laughs) And she's just, crying she's like i'm sorry i didn't know this would happen i i just thought we were generally gonna hang out and then one her thing whole brain it, came out <laughs> she went no full alcohol home mode. Was involved no alcohol no, no was involved alcohol either. okay nope she just went full it just home. happened yeah and to this day i mean before i met reagan i mean she she casually texts me pics things Someone wanting me stuff. to come up to Baltimore. It's like, girl, it's like you, you're a home wrecker enough. It's like, you don't need to go in and do anything else. Do you find it weird? You and I had a conversation about this, like in the before times back, especially like when I went to, I, I used to go on like the, the Metro. There was one time I was working in courthouse, uh, uh, state outside courthouse station in Arlington where I was, um, I was on the Metro and there was this pregnant woman who walked on. There was this fat guy, and I was sitting in one of the seats. So I got up, and as I looked at the pregnant woman, I was about to say, "You can have my seat." And then this fat guy took it. Now there was this, there was this woman wearing like this green dress. I remember, and it's like I remember we made eye contact, and we were both like communicating to each other. It's like that douche knew I was giving her the seat, and he just took it. So next thing you know. Um, Another person sees that because we're, we're like looking like, is this guy just oblivious or whatever? And she gets up and gives the pregnant woman the seat. So next thing you know, the, the girl in the green dress starts like stroking my arm. And she's like, I think what you're about to do is really sweet. You know, I'm not giving up the seat. And I'm just like, like, this isn't a, oh, like, you know, like tap my arm. It's like, she's caressing my arm and I'm just standing there like, what the fuck is happening? And she was yeah. really attractive. And she's, you know, she's like, you know, it's like, I don't want to assume too much, but it was like the fuck me eyes. She's like, you know, what you did was, and she's caressing my arm. What you did was really sweet. And then I'm like, uh, thank you. And then she gets off at the next station, but then she looks back and makes eye contact with me and smiles at me. Like some type of Tom Hanks romance shit. And I'm just like, what the mm-hmm. fuck just happened? I bring that up because around that time, 
I noticed that for the first time in my life, women are actually, are actually approaching me. And I'm just like, this makes absolutely no sense. I am sing. I, I am in a relationship. We had been together for like three, four years. And now all of a sudden these attractive women are coming on to me and I'm just like, sorry, no, like not, not going to happen. Like, where were all you when I was single? Huh? Oh, it's like, how, how, how is, how is this the case? Like, this isn't fair. This is wrong. And, exactly. and it's just, it, it's so, it's so weird because I noticed that. And it, it's apparently a thing where it's like when women realize or women sense that like, you're not after them or like you're off the market, suddenly they want you more. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, when I, after I broke up with Baltimore, I mean, she just, not, no one, I had to really seek out, like go to like parties uh, at possibly Mason. I'm like, I'm out of college at this point. Is it, too. Is it like, weird? Is it weird dating after you've been in a long-term relationship? Dude, it was rough. You knew like even before, like I decided to date, I was, I came back from New York when I broke up and then I went to the beach. Luckily I had that, but <laughs> I was, I didn't leave my house and you and Zed both like individually and then together at one point too, were like, stop being a little bitch. You're going to find another one. Look how many hoes that you got at U of A and in high school. You can't just give up. Sean's pimping ain't slipping. (laughs) I just remember, actually, I remember, I remember this very clearly. You slapped me. It was a motivational slap. No, it wasn't, it wasn't like pimp hand it was more like discipline hand like you yeah know, this is it, this is meant to like knock you out of your system this would have been like straight up abuse no like open hand is abuse pimp hand is is yeah i backhanded you it was it was a motivational slap discipline abuse discipline abuse but but yeah that, that may have happened in some in did, some jurisprudences like, it's called assault but we ignore that because one i've never i've never had a woman cheat on me and then just shred my heart, take my car. No, Brittany where... cheated on you. Yeah, but that was high school. <laughs> so it was high school. Like I genuinely was more than likely wanting to marry Baltimore. And it was just, she broke, broke my heart when I was trying to work my ass off to make sure that I had a future and everything. And I didn't have that much time for her at, at that point. And just, it went the way it did. I mean, you, you remember the night she took my car and she was at the guy's place and you put me in a state. You're like, Sean, do you either want to blow this up and have some kind of police record, not directly connect you, but you're on the re- on the record or you can get your car in the morning and settle this. And I'm like, I just want this bitch dead. She took my car. <laughs> She has my fucking car, and you're and, and I'm like, you know what? You makes this makes sense, and I'm like, you're you're like dead, coming out of a dead sleep at like three or four a.m. And I'm like, and it's like one a.m. in Arizona, and you're like, just you know what? There's two options you can go: call the cops, get your car back tonight, or you get in the morning, and thing things will hopefully work out things kind of did i shouldn't have taken her back that was the wrong three years later (laughs) (laughs) oh we were dating for almost 
three and so more than like, three and so a half. Like, so and it's then, like one year later. Yeah, we had a fur baby. I thought that meant something. Do you want to? Oh, didn't she kill the cat? Didn't the cat die? No. Well, the cat got out and she she thought it died. And she blamed on me when it was the mom that how the cat escaped. You want to talk about what happened on the 2016 election night? Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> so even like a little bit before that, I she she's a hardcore Democrat. And I'm like, no, I can't do this. I can't Democrat. No. And she goes on a fucking, like I hid my ballot from her and I'm like, yeah, you know what? I'm going to take the time. I'll take both our ballots in again. Fine. Just so she wouldn't see it. Biggest, darkest secret. And then election night, obviously it was Bernie Sanders. No, it was, no, it was Hillary Clinton. Yeah. In 2016. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I remember she was a big Bernie bro too. Well, Bernie girl. And yeah. Like, Cause she wanted free college. Like, that was her biggest you, thing. You don't deserve college. Like you're dumb. Like you, you, you're wasting people's time and money. You shouldn't have it all paid for just to, just to push your, push your delusions. But you, uh, you, you grab the ballots and you go to take them in. Yeah. I took them in. And then week and a half later to it or something like that. we, know who won (laughs) and you guys call you're like look what happened trump won trump won we didn't know who you we didn't know who you were going to vote for we thought that you were going to vote like how she wanted you to vote for hillary the the child kidnapper the black book keeper And I didn't know she was out of the shower. I thought she was still in the shower. And I'm in the living room of our one-bedroom apartment. And I'm like, yeah, that I'm so glad because that's who I fucking voted for, man. Yeah, yeah. And she's like, oh, Trump, go. What? <laughs> what? And I'm like, oh, shit. <laughs> and, and you guys, this was like a three-way FaceTime when we all had iPhones at that moment still. Like Zed Before still Zed went one. to the dark side and got that fucking Android. Yeah. And I'm like, I gotta go, guys. I gotta fight off Hillary. Oh, my God. And she absolutely just flipped. She's like, how could you do this to me? She, was the, cro- she was the screaming liberal meme. Yeah. And it's just like, how could you do this? You broken my trust. I'm like, it's it's political beliefs. I know my aunt and uncle uh, have two different sides, but you know what? They still love each other. Why the? F-? She's like, well, we're not your aunt and uncle. You should always be on my side. What the fuck? We. <laughs> and I think that was like the first night I walked from the apartment. I'm like, you know what? I'm not even taking the car. I walked down the giant hill past the hospital to the giant to go get like ice cream. I'm like, fuck it. I need a long walk. And I, and I called you guys back and like, you won't believe it. She just did. I'm going to let her cool off. My gosh. What was, what was crazier was when you eventually abandoned, well, I don't want to say like abandoned her ass, but like when you eventually were just like by Felicia and you, and you left her, like 
she called you so many times. And I remember the one time you played like a, like a voicemail. It was like her saying like, you know, I know things didn't end great, but you know, we, we need to get together to pursue my dreams. She didn't say like our dreams. She's like, we're going to pursue my dreams and you know, we'll incorporate yours, but we can make this work. And it's just like, no, go away Mm. lady. (laughs) When, so it was like two weeks before and I always call on you guys. You're like, come down, come back down and visit us. And I called my dad because I haven't talked to my dad in a while. I was like, dad, can I come home? He's like, abs fucking lootly got me on a Amtrak, picked me up. And I was going to meet up with you guys later that night. And I, we were all talking about it and you guys were like, you just need to break up there. Like, look what she's making you do. Look where you're living. Look what you, the fact that you're like, you haven't found a GIS job up in New York. Like, and her family obviously doesn't care about you. Like, dude, leave. And I'm like, well, and you're, it, I remember what you say. You're like, no, well, it, it, it all adds up. Sean, you, it, you want to do GIS things are things for a reason around the world. What's going on right here. What does it tell you? And I'm like, well, things are shit. And he's like, yeah. Do you think they're going to get better? And I'm like, no. Okay. Add that together. What is that equal? And I'm like, we're going to break up. And I, I, it's like a little kid looking up, like he realizes. Santa's not shit. real. Exactly. Like we're going to break up. And he, you're like, Hallelujah. Have a drink. <laughs> what was what was so funny was that uh, around that time, another one of my friends who I went to college with, um, he and this girl had been together and it was more of like a relationship where it's like, well, you know, we have a lot of things in common, so we should probably just be together. And I remember like she kept trying to he, he she kept trying to convince him to like knock her up. And he's just like, no, we're not married. We've only been dating for this long. Like, I don't want to just have a kid with you. And I remember telling him, it's like, dude, like if you, if you know that like, she's, she's going to pounce you and like do this crap because she's afraid that if you break up with her, she'll never find another guy. So she wants to trap you with a kid. Like you, you need to, you need to run. I think one of the moments where it was like, you know, um, years later, I was like, you know, like, I think I finally found like the right person for me and everything. Like, I remember seeing this this girl I had dated, North Carolina chick, like, very briefly. Mm-hmm. But, like, she had she had dated one of my other friends uh, previously, and then we had a, a thing for, uh, like, a very short amount of time. It was nothing serious, but it was, uh, it was a moment where it's like, I saw her pop up on Facebook, and I'm like, oh, she has a, she's married. And she got married to a guy that looks like, Kind of like me. It was actually kind of mm. weird because I'm like, that guy looks like he could be related to me. And I remember uh, telling you that. And ironically, I'm like, look, look, like this chick is dating someone who looks like me. Ironically, I, I contacted my friend who had also dated her. And I'm like, look, doesn't doesn't he look like me? And she's like, and he's like, yeah, she it looks like she married a guy that looks like you. So I'm thinking like, oh, you know, that's nice. She eventually found somebody who can deal with her craziness. But what was wild was that three months later, I noticed that she was popping back up in my suggested friends and she had, she had changed her name legally to his last name. I realized mm-hmm. she had changed it back to her maiden name and that now she was single. 
And like a few months after that, it's like she was updating her relationship status because she was going out with all these other guys. And then eventually she ended up getting knocked up. And I was like, oh, she has a kid now. So it's like all the photos of her being pregnant were with her and the baby daddy. And what ended up being like, when I say funny, I mean, like, just in an ironic way, like, I'm not laughing at somebody else's problems. I don't want to be like that guy. That's only me some of the days. But I, I noticed that eventually she was single again. And it was just her and the kid. And I'm just like, oh, my gosh, like, you know, she, she just she runs through guys. And it's just like, you know, she's got all these issues of her life. And it's like, you know, maybe one day she'll find somebody who's good for her. But that person was definitely not me. And I think, you know, like I'm like, you know, a lot of guys, it gets to the point where it's like, you know, we kind of wanted to be like teenage Sean. We wanted to have all these women all over us. But it gets to the point where it's like, and especially now since you're engaged, especially now since you've been to Reagan, it's kind of like, you know, while some guys like in movies or stuff are like, oh, you know, what if this, what if this, what if I had, you know, been single a bit longer? It's like, I don't really feel that way. I feel kind of fine with it. Like, do you find some peace in knowing like you found the right person and it's going to be this way. And like, I don't have to do that shit anymore. This is like, you're happy with where you at because that's how I feel. Sean, you're muted. Yeah. I mean, honestly, with everything that went down the shitter, I was just like, <laughs> I didn't think anyone was out there. I mean, there was some Washington post chick. I thought it was going to, I thought it was going to revert back to high school. And then college, like, okay. Full man whore mode. Yeah. Going to bang through like eight of them <laughs> and then worry about the other eight later. <laughs> but no, I, I mean, I genuinely was like, wow, wait, I found it. I've never had a moment where I knew I wanted to find more about this chick and probably be with her for long term than right. And it was like, different i was like oh shit even the baltimore i was like eh, there was still a little crazy there was this that by the way i stole the promise ring back got the money back why okay talk about that because that was that was expensive you know i eventually told juliana seven years later that the promise ring i got her was from walmart you dropped some you dropped some money on that one and i'm like you might as well have just gotten an engagement ring at that point How'd you get it? It was, yeah, it was four hundred and seventy-eight dollars. Which for for people in college, like even out of college, like that's that's a good chunk of change. I paid like twenty for mine. So before, like when I came back from the beach, or no, when I came back from hanging out with you guys for a week, um, I went back up, and then I was going to tell her it was off. Well, she left. She leaves her jewelry out like she always does on the side of her thing. And I'm like, you know what? I'm not going to take any of the necklaces away, but I want that damn ring back. And I see, and I see it with the open jewelry blue box that it's in the ring slot. And I'm like, fuck this. <laughs> and, and what I do is, so then it's like, oh, we've lost it kind of thing. There was one place that she never, ever, 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 ever looked into. It was my Pokemon cards. <laughs> so I put it in one of the card slots, packed it up. And then when I finally broke it off, I, I left it. And then 
because I didn't go to the same store, but I still had, I actually still had the receipt somehow, some way packed away with all the, the TV box for some reason. And I played it off. I, and I feel bad that I played the jeweler. I'm like, she died. It was so sad. Oh my God. <laughs> I was like, she died. It wasn't good. I just can't deal with this anymore. I know I bought this like eight months ago, but is there any way I could get my money back? I have the receipt here. Is there any way we can get rid of this? You said that she died. I mean, in a way she did. You wanted to really make sure you got the full refunds back. Oh, and, and this guy, guy was like, sir, you don't have to say more. I am so sorry about your loss. And you know what? I see on the receipt here that you bought this about eight to nine months ago, but you know what? He ripped the receipt up right in front of me. He's like, we're going to give it, I'm going to give you a full refund. Is there anything you want here right now to kind of like equal value or do you just want cash? And I'm like, cash would be great. And then, and then two months later, she, she, it, it was one of the phone calls. She's like calling back, trying to get back. She's like, do you know where the promise ring is? I think uh, it's still lost and I can't find it. And I just think you might have it for some odd reason in one of your stuff. And I'm like, you know what? Fuck it. I don't like you anymore. I stole it and I took it back to Zales. Oh my God. And she, then she started blowing up my phone. I wasn't answering and voicemail after voicemail. I'm like, this is funny. Oh my God. This is funny. You know what? You should go tell the Hawaiian dude with the Afro about all this shit. The guy that she's cheating on you with. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) And that guy, dude, that guy was a fucking stick. There were some points he wanted to like beat the crap out of me. Cause like when I was accepting her back and everything, I'm like, dude, I ain't afraid of you in any way, shape or form. I said that you're not Will Smith. You will fight him. (laughs) Said it face to face to him. And I'm like, I'm not effing afraid of you. So you know what? Come at me, bro. And he knew I played lacrosse on the lacrosse team and everything. And I probably have all these backup guys that'll beat the crap out of them too. So he was like, you know what? You're an asshole, Sean, but fuck you. Oh my God. And uh, viewers, just to say this, this was probably the worst thing that happened out of the relationship. And RJ, you know this night. So I had food poisoning. I got it from Subway. <laughs> and I had to go to the hospital. I was blacking out constantly. And Voldemort's not answering the phone. Well, so who do I call? There's it, it, RJ's not there. Derek, Derek's at Jane. You're, you're in Arizona. Yeah, Derek's yeah. playing Smash Tournament, something in James Madison, and Zed's contemplating life about his future wife in six years. Um, <laughs> but who do I call? Angela. Angela's the MVP. Angela is our token hot friend from high school who also went to college of Sean. Yep. 
And I call her and she's like, I will be there in, in less than five minutes. And guaranteed she was, she, she went from campus all the way up uh, to my apartment. That's usually about a 15 minute drive. And she was there. She's like, what's going on? I'm like, I have blacked out. There's the puke and everything that looks all green and black. And she's like, we got to get you to the hospital. You didn't eat fresh at Subway. <sighs> no, I did not. <laughs> and we get to the hospital and then she, she calls the Voldemort, leaves a voicemail. And she's like, Hey, cause I'm like, I'm not getting, I hated needles. And I'm like, I'm not getting a needle until she's here. Blah, blah, blah. And Angela, that's when I thought, okay, maybe Angela could be the one because Angela sat like grabbed my arm and she looked at me and she's like, Sean, do it for me. And I'm like, (laughs) yes, give me the IV and everything else. I will take this. And then I'm in the room. Well, her boyfriend at the time, the air force guy, he comes in with flowers and I already knew about this, but I was like, maybe something could happen out of it. Well, he's like, Hey Sean, how are you doing? He checks up on me and I'm like, I'm still like lethargic, like still kind of blacking out and everything. They're doing tests, pulling blood. What happens? Baltimore comes in like 30 minutes later, not alone though, not alone. She brings in Hawaiian dude that she's cheating on me with. And she's like, what's going on? Well, the reason why he came, because he's like, oh, I don't trust you with him, blah, blah, even if it's a hospital. Because you know what? You could go back to him or something like that. I'm like, and Angela's like, no, Sean doesn't need this. Why the fuck is he here? Why is the why is this bullshit? And her boyfriend Jake, who she's probably been dating, I think, for like a solid month, he buff Air Force guy. He's like, you know what, dude? You need to get the fuck out right now. And the uh, Hawaiian guy's probably like six inches shorter than him. What are you talking about? And Jake's like, nope, you're getting the fuck out. We're going out right now. Get out. Yeah. And, and Voldemort's trying to like talk to Angela and the doctor, and they're all like fighting. And I'm like, I don't fucking need this. <laughs> and they end up saying it's it's a severe case of food poisoning. They're going to keep me for another two hours, uh, pump this certain drug and everything. I'll be discharged. Well, I get discharged. And then they're fighting over who's going to take me home. Angela and, Angela and so Angela's like talking to me while Voldemort's right there. She's like, I will take, I can take you home and I will sleep with you. Not in the sense. I want Sean. You not like yeah, that. I'm, like I will, I will spend the night at your place. Yeah. Yeah. It, well, she was like, I will sleep in the bed and make sure you're fine. If something happens kind of thing. And I'm like, that's sweet. And then Voldemort's like, no, I'll do it. I'll what? And she, and I was like, why the fuck would you do it? You showed up with this guy. Blah, blah, blah. Man, that would have been such a hot cat fight. <sighs> <laughs> Was that going in your mind at any point? Like if they fight, that's oh, not the worst thing. <laughs> oh, I was like, this could be it. This could be a good thing. But, <laughs> but, and then who bursts in? The Hawaiian stupid guy. And he's like, no, she's cut. Uh, uh, Voldemort's coming with me. And she's like, no, you know what? 
I'm going to take Sean and then ended up like chill out. Cuck. I'm going home with him. <laughs> yeah. And honestly, uh, I should have, if I was in the right mind, I should have just told Baltimore, go home or you go with him. I can stay with me. Obviously she know like Jake knows nothing's going to happen, but I want something to happen. Wink. <laughs> yeah. But Oh my God, that was, that was probably the defining night. Like, okay. She really doesn't care. Love me. She showed up with the guy she's cheating on me with at the hospital. It's not like I was dying or anything, but, but still like with all of that, I was like, it all added up. And then, yeah, then, I mean, you even brought that up. Like when I came home, you're like, dude, she brought the guy she was cheating on you with to the hospital. Is that a girl you want to like have kids with? Trust. You can't make a housewife out of a hoe. Exactly. And I'm like, I guess I'm breaking up with her. And from then on, I mean, we're calling her Baltimore now, but I call her the bitch. Rightfully so. As as yes. you as you as you start to really settle into engage life, which which is a different phase of a relationship as you plan for the wedding and everything. As you look back at your time as a, as a bachelor and everything else, if you could go back and give young you when you started dating advice on how to handle relationships, on how to handle women, on how to handle all those things, what were some things that you would tell yourself other than wear protection? <laughs> Uh, I would say really just when things happen the way they happen, it's like, Sean, don't be always willing to give those kind of bad girls a second chance. Like they are who they are and they'll act who they are and don't try to modify yourself. I've, I've told all of you guys, I'm like, do not modify yourself fully for one woman. I mean, I quit. I I mean, I quit lacrosse for another reason, but I quit for her too. And that was one thing I, I kind of came back to was like, I changed myself too much for that person. And with Reagan, it's like, she accepts, accepts me for the crazy man. I am the athlete that I am passionate about GIS and truly what the Voldemort had a problem with was you guys. That was one thing. There, there was a period I didn't talk to you guys because there. She was like, uh, "She's like they're a bad, they're a bad influence on you." Yeah, they're a bad influence. They're immature. Derek's not going anywhere. I'm like, Derek's just not going to find a girl. Okay, shut up, <laughs> or something. And but no, t- say say what she said about Zed and I. Oh, it, you guys are bad influences and immature. Like you're you're a political pariah. <laughs> And Zed's a, Zed's a terrorist bomb waiting to happen. And I'm like, no, they're not. They've had my back more than many times than I can say about you. And that's one thing I'd just say to my younger self. It's like, don't let the, the four pillars go down, period. Maybe a few things here and there. Change your manners, eating kind of thing but don't change who you are if it's like you're you're a book reader and the person you're dating is like the opposite of that and she that person says put down that fucking book 
don't like you think, you think um because she obviously still stalks you i mean she she tried to connect with you on linkedin of all places because you blocked her everyone else everywhere else like a year ago you think she saw the photo of all of us in vegas having the freaking time of our lives and it's like guess what bitch we're still here <laughs> oh guaranteed like either she found Derek posting it you zed somehow like or i don't know when we tagged one of the locations i guarantee you and even my engagement i mean there's a few people i thought i would hear my mullen and some other people but like i'm genuinely waiting for that call like oh my god I saw Take your thing. Back. Take me back. Uh, no, die in a hole. Your mother can die. You know what? Your mother's gonna kill herself with smoking eight packs a day. That'll be fine. Um, your dad's a fucking douchebag. Um, I know where the money's hitting, by the way. Um, and your brother, he's a pussy ass motherfucker. And for the viewers too, I asked permission. The Voldemort's mom one day when I was living up there, I'm like, Mikey was just pissing me off. And I'm like, can I just kick your son's ass? And she's like, you know what? Fine, do it. She didn't realize I was going to go full on monster, like lacrosse style, flip him over my back and throw him over. (laughs) I was going to do the pile driver with the arm. I was going to pile driver. But I never, I, I didn't get up to it because he was crying. <laughs> like, genuinely, like, I hated that family. So I'm just waiting for that phone call and it's going to be like, okay, one redhead to the other. Answer the phone, honey. <laughs> I told Reagan, I'm like, I want to see you fight her because I know one, <laughs> you can take her, and two, she's a pussy. So can't just fight her. Oh my god! Well, this has been uh, this has been illuminating. I'm excited to to come back in a couple of weeks. And Sean, I'm I'm so thankful and I'm so humbled and happy that uh, you're allowing me to be your best man. Because after I probably ruined your credit score after Vegas, it's only it's only fair you reciprocate and force me to do it. <laughs> it's the Hangover Part Two, motherfuckers. It's gonna be freaking awesome. Hell yeah. Well, Sean, uh, it's always so awesome getting to do the show with you. And that's one of the greatest things. Like as soon as, um, you know, COVID and everything else was starting up and we're all getting back reconnected and everything is the degenerate panel is getting the wolf back together. Uh, I mean, it's just been, uh, you know, it's, it's, uh, it's amazing to see, um, you know, I'm, I'm happy I've been your friend for more than a decade and a half, man. Like really like you're, you're my brother and I, I love you and I appreciate you. Yep, same too, buddy. And I honestly can't wait for the night when I tell you and your wife's going to hear all the BS we've done throughout years. Because that's. I'd like, I'd, like I'd like to see her hear something that surprises her at this point. <laughs> this, the speech is going to be good. It's going to bring you to the tears. It's also going to bring you to laughter. Like, oh my God, wait, we did it that night. We didn't go to the football game that night. We went to Walmart and did all that BS shit. Like (laughs) it's going to be a good one. And I can't wait for the the day to just 
give it to you and, and your family. It's uh, it's it's gonna happen. It's gonna happen. Well, folks, if you enjoyed this conversation and more, please leave the show a five star review wherever you listen to podcasts across Al Gore's amazing internet. And we'll be back later in the week. As always, be safe, be good. Good night. Thank <laughs> you.